Bill, we welcome you in the Saviour's name to this uh, prayer meeting and deputation meeting here in Port Lanoan Free Presbyterian Church. Uh, just a little way by announcement, if anyone dropped glasses a few weeks ago, there's a pair of glasses up in the pulpit, someone did, and if you did so, then uh, please avail yourself of that. We're not singing tonight, I want to give our brother Alex or Alejandro I believe is how it's pronounced. I don't know if it is, but he'll set us all correct uh, about that. But we're going to bow in prayer and then give God's servant then the opportunity to share with us. We want to give a good time over to prayer as well tonight. And so let's seek the Lord together in prayer. Our loving Father, we come again into thy holy presence in the name that is above every name, the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Rejoice, O God, tonight that we are found in health and strength in the house of public prayer. We come to worship Thee, worship Thee in Thy sacred persons of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We rejoice in the triune God. We rejoice in every one within the Godhead that had a part to play in the great plan of redemption, the electing purposes of God, His predestinating us on to eternal life. Thank you for the Son who came and lived for us and died for us and rose again. We praise thee for the atonement made. Rejoice, O God, in redemption accomplished. We thank you for the Spirit of God who applies that redemption to our souls. Works wondrously and marvellously and mysteriously within our lives, O God, bringing us to that point in life's journey whereby we forsake sin. Embrace Jesus Christ as he is offered to us in the gospel. And here we are, blood bought and, and, and heaven born. And we rejoice, O God, in the day and hour that we were brought to thee. Whom to know is life eternal. And our sins which are many have been forgiven and blotted out. We pray tonight, O God, that thou wilt shelter this meeting under thy wing. And under the precious blood of Calvary. Grant thy servant help and enablement as he ministers in the word and as he shares the burden of soul and heart lord as he shares O oh father the place of his calling and lord the field of ministry that thou hast opened up for him we thank thee that the lord of the harvest is still calling forth laborers into his harvest field we pray lord that thou will bless him as he goes to serve thee in the land of his own nativity. Bless thy servant, we pray. Encourage him in the Lord. May we be an encouragement to him as we seek thy face in prayer. Hush every thing that would take up our attention tonight. Lord, put under the blood of Calvary our sins, we pray. And may heaven be open to us. And may we be in speaking terms with thee. Lord, help us to be, Lord, in speaking terms with each another, and then in speaking terms with thee, and grant everything, dear God, to be brought into captivity, every wandering thought. Subdue, Lord, this meeting. Lord, saturate with a sense of thy presence. Defeat all the forces of evil, we pray, and may our souls be blessed and encouraged. We pray these are petitions and prayers through the Saviour's precious and worthy holy name. Amen. Amen. We're glad to have our brother Alejandro Bernabéo or Bernabéo or something like that. Uh, we're, we're all trying it so we are Alex. Uh, he's known better as Alex 
I think that's just to help people from Northern Ireland uh, because they can't say his name. You'll know that he isn't from Northern Ireland when he begins to speak. He's got a little twang of County Antrim and that's because he has lived in Balamoney for the last four or five years, I think. And so he's going to come and share uh, the burden of his heart and the place that God has called him to. And then we're going to get down to a time of prayer for God's servants. So come on ahead, Alex, and share with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good evening. It's a privilege for me to be here tonight. If you could turn, please, in your Bibles to the book of Jonah. Very well-known book. The book of Jonah and the chapter 1. We're only going to read three verses there. The book of Jonah, chapter 1, and we will read from the verse 1 to verse 3. Jonah, chapter 1, from verses 1 to verse 3. Of course, I want to thank your minister and session for the invitation for me to come here. And Yes, even here and in Spain, people call me Alex, so Alex is fine, you can call me that. Of course, my official name is Alejandro Bernabeu. But that's too difficult. So Alex is what everybody has called me here and in Spain. So I'm, I'm very happy with I'm very happy with that. So we will read from verses one to verse three of the book of Jonah, chapter one. And the word of God says, in verse one. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city. And cry against it. For their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. Went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it. To go with them unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. We will pray briefly and ask the Lord for his help. Our God, we come again to the presence and we ask, O oh Lord, that you will be with us, that you will give us the right words, that we will be able to explain thy word, but also explain the burden that you have given to us, and the burden of our hearts and the desire of our soul, and the calling of God in our lives. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will touch the people here, and they will pray for us as we go to speed. And, O oh Lord, that all of us will be willing to give our all to the Lord and to speak to those that are around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The book of Jonah has always been a book that amazes me. There are so many, so many things that, that we can learn from this book. And so many things that personally have amazed me from the character of Jonah and also the, the book itself. And of course, as we, as we read the book of Jonah, we can see the sovereign providence of God in every, every detail here. In God's command, as we have read there... And then verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh. And even in Jonah's escape, every detail was controlled by the Lord. In the storm and also in the calm. Even in that great fish swallowing Jonah, but also in that great fish vomiting Jonah at the right time. And Jonah preached that very short sermon that he preached in Nineveh. And of course then the Lord saving that massive crowd in Nineveh. Because as, as Jonah had to learn, salvation is of the Lord. Even then in chapter 4 we see the providence of God. And God preparing that plant to cover Jonah. To give some shadow to Jonah. And then and God preparing even the next day. That worm to eat that plant. So that Jonah wouldn't have that cover anymore. And the sovereignty and the providence of God is throughout all the book. 
Even at the chapter 1, we read the, those that were the shepherd that had to acknowledge that God had done all those things. God was the one that controlled everything. We know that God has decreed whatsoever comes to pass. Nothing, absolutely nothing, takes him by surprise. But even more, we know that he determines all things for our good and for his glory. Spurgeon said, The sovereignty of God is the pillow upon which the child of God rests his head at night, giving perfect peace. And may the doctrine of the sovereignty of God be that comfort to the believer. But also, as we see this book of Jonah, we can see also the character of Jonah. And that, in a way, the stubbornness of the prophet, and the prejudices of this prophet. He hated the enemies of Israel, those Assyrians that year after year had come and had attacked the Israelites. But then, but then God commands him to go there and preach the gospel to them. But he doesn't want to do that. He rebels against God. And we know the story. He goes in the opposite direction. But as Christians, we should be very, very careful. That though we know that Jonah didn't do the right thing, many times we do the same thing as Jonah. We say, we, we act, and we want to do the will of God, but there are prejudices there. Uh, maybe we say, Lord, I want to do thy will. I want to help my neighbor. But not these neighbors. He wants to help those other ones. Or we say, Lord, I want to witness for thee, for Christ. But not to that community. I want to witness to that other community. Lord, I want to give you my life. But help me also to fulfill my own dreams and ambitions. Lord, I will take up my cross and follow you. But let me decide what kind of cross I take. And we know the story, how it ended for Jonah. God brings that storm. Jonah is thrown into the sea. A great fish swallows him. And in the belly of the fish, he repents and he cries to God. So that he is vomited by the fish. And then we would, see, we would think there has been a great change in the life of the prophet. But then in chapter 4, we see again the stubbornness of the prophet. And he was, Jonah was displeased exceedingly, it says. His actions had experienced a great change, but his attitude remained almost the same. Uh, but as Christians, we are called. We have that same call of Jonah, arise and go. We have that call to arise and go to those that are around us and tell them, tell them of their sin, tell them of the one that can save them from their sin, of Christ who is mighty to save. We are called, as Judah was, to leave our prejudices aside, leave our stubbornness aside, and to follow Christ and do His will. But as I look to this text that we have in front of us, and even at today's book, there's a truth that always jumps personally to me, uh, a, a truth about the places here mentioned, and of course we have mentioned Nineveh, that great city is called a city of wickedness, a city that Judah was called to go there. But Judah didn't want to go to Nineveh, he decided to go to Tarsus, a place where he would be out from the presence of the Lord. In verse 3 we read there, three times it's mentioned, uh, of, of those three, and two of them we read Tarsus. From the presence of the Lord. Jonah thought that in that location. He would be out of the reach of God. Too far to hear the voice of God. Far from the presence of the Lord. But we know that Jonah didn't reach Tarsus. Though I'm not sure if he would have been of any witness. Or any help to the people in Tarsus. And I believe Tarsus is still today. A place far from the presence of the Lord. And perhaps you ask how can you say that? Have you asked yourself, where is this place found? Where is Tarsus, this place that Judah wanted to go? Most scholars and commentaries will agree that Tarsus was a city in the land of Spain. 
a city also called Tartessus, from the large Andalusian region in the south of Spain. And that's actually the same area or the same region where we will be going to minister at the will of God. As Jonah didn't reach Spain, the Reformation didn't reach Spain either. Spain, as you know, hasn't had any great revivals, any great awakenings, any great movements of God in this way throughout history. However, the Lord has a people there in Spain that has been saved by grace. There's a people there. There are churches there. There's a people there. And there are and there are also a lot, a lot of unsaved people. But there's also people there. As I was saying, there's a people for whom Christ has died. And they need to hear the good news of the gospel. So my message to you today is that the need in Spain is really, really great. Every part of Spain needs the gospel. Every part. But the need is much greater in, this, in the towns of the interior of Spain. Let me, let me give you some stats in order that you would see the great lack of witness that there is in these small towns. There are more than 8,000 towns in Spain. 8,000 towns. And of those 8,000 towns, 92% of these towns don't have any kind of evangelical Protestant or evangelical church at all. No kind of evangelical church. And of those bigger towns, of the towns that I have mentioned, of those bigger towns, those that have more than 5,000 people, there are 330 towns that have no evangelical church at all. And the region of Andalusia, the region where, where the church of Cortijos Nuevos is located, is the region of all Spain where there are more towns without any evangelical church. My wife and I are both Spanish, and we know, we know the great need that there is in Spain. We know that, as Tarsis was, Spain is a country far from the presence of God. And it has been our burden since we, since we got married and we keep here to live. It has been our burden to go back to the land of Spain and serve the Lord there. So we are very thankful. Very thankful to God for how in his providence he has led us. He has opened the door to us not only to come here to Northern Ireland. Not only for me to go to the Whitfield College. And I am so grateful to the Lord for how he has done all things well. And how he has provided for us. And how he has led us. And how he has helped us. As we have been in college, but also how he has opened the door now for us to go to the church in Cortijos Nuevos. And that's actually, of course, the church where Mr. Lyle Boyd has been serving the Lord so faithfully for all these years. And after four years of college, I, I, I realize of the great need, great need that I have of prayer. So that's what we want, what, what we ask you to do. Please pray for us. We will need much prayer. As I was saying, after four years of college, I realized. That how unprepared I am for the great task of preaching the riches of the grace of Christ. So before we watch the video report, I would like to leave some requests, some prayer requests to you. So you, you could pray for us with more knowledge. Regarding our family, we have a family of five. And the video, this video was recorded six months ago. But now we have a family of five, two girls and one little boy that was born only, only last month. So please pray for protection for our children. Not only physical protection, but mostly spiritual protection. There are many evils and dangers in Spain that I didn't have to face when I was a kid. But I know that now my children will have to face all those things. And that worries us, of course. And of course, our main petition is that God will save them. 
So that even the Spanish people will be able to see the love of Christ even in our home, even in our family. Of course, if you could pray also for the help of God and in a practical way, even as we move back to Spain, there are many, many things that have to be sorted. We have our house now full of boxes, things everywhere, because next Wednesday, in the will of God, I will be taking a van and I will be going in a ferry with another man. I will be going in a, in a ferry from Roslair to Bilbao, that's in the north of Spain. That's a ferry actually 28 hours in a ferry. And then driving from the north of Spain to Cortijos Nuevos. And then we will, um, t- we are taking our belongings there, some of our furniture. And then we are we're actually bringing some of Lyle Boyd's belongings again back here. So we will be doing the same trip again, returning here. So if you could, pre- if you could please pray for that. And then as I return here a few days after, I will be going, we will be flying, my family and me, we will be flying back to Spain. And that's, that will be in the will of God on the 12th of October. So there are many things that that have to have to happen. And of course, with all this lockdown and, and of course, with the pandemic, there are many uncertainties. So we know if it's the will of God, we will be able to do all these things. If it's not as well, things will be cancelled and we will have to wait. And we're happy to, to wait on the Lord and, and do his will. And as I've explained this, it comes to my mind. And the Bishop Board has asked me to ask the congregations that if you want to do more information about the, the missionaries, you could go onto the website of the of the Bishop Board, and they have they have a a, a part where you could um, you could click in some parts and actually receive the reports from the missionaries that they do every every so many months. So if you could do that, and if you want to hear more more about us, you could do that, and you will receive in your email reports from the missionaries. So that's regarding our family, but regarding the church in Cortijos Nuevos. Please pray for, for Mr. Lyle Boy and Heather, and as they are planning now to move back here. Of course, it is because of the, the health problems of Lyle's mom. But pre- please pray for them. It has to be a difficult time for them after so many years that they have been there. And please pray that as we go there, the good work will continue. Every ministry that Mr. Lyle Boyd has been able to do will be able to continue and to continue to get fruit. The meetings he, do, he does on a, on a Sunday and a Wednesday, the book table he has in the market, the radio ministry, and every other ministry that the Lord will help us to continue these things. That God will, allow, will permit us to edify believers and disciple young converts also, of course, that we will continue the outreach in these towns around the area. Of course, please pray as you pray for the people here. Please pray for this pandemic. There are many older people in this congregation that they need the prayers of God's people here. And finally, if you could please pray for stable jobs for the congregation. This is an area where there are not big, and there are, and there's no big city around. They're, they're all small towns. So it is difficult for many of them to find a stable job. But please pray for this, so that the families will be able to find stable jobs and stay in the area and don't have to emigrate to bigger towns or bigger cities. So there are many things here that you could pray for, and, and please pray that the Lord will help us, guide us, and the Lord will, will give us a greater burden and a love for the people there in Cortinos Nuevos and the, the, the Spanish people, our own, our own people. So we're going now to put a video here to, to play a video. That will tell a bit more about the work there. Mm-hmm. 
this Austrian, from Ferdinandu, my mom, and she was born in Melbourne. She's from Melbourne. She lived on the skirt while she studied Spanish twins. So of course, one of the years after the Spanish, we got pregnant, and there she returned for church. And she found the church where my dad was attending there. So there was this. So I was very privileged in that. I brought up a Christian home, which is a big, big privilege for somebody who doesn't stay in the United States of I was brought up in the city of Elche, but then we moved when I was 16 to the city of Alicante, um, where my last church is there now. And as my dad was a minister, I was sent to every meeting in the church, kids meeting, and Sunday school, morning and evening, every prayer meeting to every meeting. So that was a great privilege. Of course, there's no Christian schools. I don't know how west they were, but in, in the city that we were, there were no Christian schools. We were going to public school there. I had made a profession of faith when I was five years old, but there was no real change. There were no desires for Christ, no desires for reading the Bible, for prayer, or anything like that. I even lied to the people in my class of when they asked me where I went on Thursdays or on Saturdays or on Sundays and things like that. But when I was 13 years old, I found the Lord because he, he started to put in my heart, in my, in my heart, thoughts about him, thoughts about eternity, thoughts about where would I be if I died that day and did not return. So I remember we went to my bedroom and I was alone there, but I went to my bedroom and I'm, I'm asking the Lord for forgiveness. And away through it all my life, I had no new of salvation, I had no done in my mind, but I wasn't saved then. So at that stage of my life at that age, I went to Lord and cried for mercy and I After I was saved, I, I started to have desire to read the Word of God. I remember when I was 13, I started finally to read the Word and read the Bible every day. Also, I had a desire, no I struggled, no one was here, but I had a desire to speak to others. About, about Christ, even when I started high school, I had a desire to pray. I, ha I have to say, I was very privileged. I had two other friends who would also see it, and since we were two, three years old, we were always together. So, so, even when I was 14 or 15 years old, we started to have a prayer meeting ourselves that we would, before the normal prayer meeting, we would gather and pray for, for each other. Um, in a way, I see now a big change, the, the greatest change in my life was there when the Lord saved me and he gave me a for himself and his servant. I have been coming some years to Northern Ireland since 2007 to work here every summer, as it was very difficult to get a job for the summer scheme. So I have been coming here in Balamone to work because all my mom's family got here in Balamone. So I have been coming in 2010. I came that summer, as other summers, and at the end of, of the summer in September in 2010, I went to a youth rally in Balladina Free Church. Uh, Mr. Alan Kearns was preaching, and he preached in 2 Peter 3.18, Go in Greeks. And I remember listening to the sermon and, and being convicted when I was listening to the sermon, still I didn't know what the Lord wanted for me. And at the end of the, of the sermon, they sang the, the hymn Nearer, Still Nearer, which has always been a favorite for me. And I remember looking at the, at the pulpit there, uh, and I read the words that are just behind the pulpit in the bottom of the free church that say, Preach the Word. 
So when I read these words, I, I was saying, Lord, I, are, you, are you calling me? So the next morning, uh, which is Saturday, and I go out the next morning, and, and so I went to do my daily reading. And my daily reading for that morning was uh, Ezekiel chapter 1 to 3. That's the calling of God to Ezekiel. And of course, I didn't believe in coincidences, so I believe the Lord was, was calling me to, to ministry, to, to preach the word. So I, so I put my life in, in his hands, and I, and, I, and I said to the Lord that if he had called me, I would, I would obey that call. And I thank the Lord because since that moment, I, there hasn't, hasn't been any doubts of, of the calling of the Lord. I had doubts of myself, but not his calling, and, and I thank the Lord for that. After that, because I, had, I was just in the middle of my degree in I believe it was wise to finish what I had started. So I finished the degree in architecture until October or September of 2014. And got married one month after. And then we came here to live just after that. And my wife and I came here because um, we wanted to look for a place to prepare ourselves for the ministry that another Lord would have for us. I met Vanessa for the first time at a Christian camp in 2008 when I was 18. And then we started going out when I was 20 in 2008. We actually got engaged here in Northern Ireland. I was working here one summer, so she came to visit. And so I took her to the North Coast and we got engaged in the North Coast. And one year after that, we got married in Spain. The Lord has blessed me these five years with, with two little girls. The older is Abigail, she's almost three years old, and, and the younger one is only a year and a half, and she's Elizabeth. And the Lord has also blessed us, and now we're going to have a little one um, for August, in August, God So we're looking forward to that, we know that we'll have our hands full at that stage, but we're very thankful to the Lord for everything he's done. In Spain, there would be no um, colleges as with the College of, of the Bible, so um, there wouldn't be any kind of intensive classes like that. Um, the Lord had called me here, and the Lord had used Northern Ireland so much in my life to, to bring me to Himself, to call me for the ministry. I believe that the Lord would have uh, would have me to, to go to the Woodley College of, of the Bible. I have to say, it has been a privilege, and I'm speaking honestly, it has been having a privilege to go to Whitfield College, though some days were, were also more, more difficult, but it's, it's, and if I see all the years, it has been a great privilege to find God for them. As I came to the end of the, my years in college, my third or fourth years, we were thinking and praying, and um, we believe even for the autumn of 2020, the Lord would have us to return back to Spain. I have been waiting again that passage that the Lord confirmed my calling in Ezekiel 1, 2, chapter, 1, 2 and 3, two three chapters. And in chapter 3, the Lord says to Ezekiel that he is not called to go to a foreign land, he's called to his own people. He actually says, um, you're, not, you're, called, you're not called to someone to, to a people of a hard speech and hard language. So as I thought about English, though the Lord had helped me to, to learn English, but it was still a hard language, it was still as a, a strong or a hard speech for me. So, so we believe the Lord was again confirming again that, that He wanted us to return to Spain, to our own country, the country that we love. 
So um, as we were going back to Spain, we were going for three weeks, so we thought that we could visit some churches, maybe speak to different ministers, and see, see what are the possibilities in Spain. So as we went back to Spain, the possibility had arose to, to go to and visit um, the church in church of Maya Boyd, the church in Cortina's Rebels. And I had never been in, in that church, so after I, after I preached that Sunday morning, um, Niall um, said if, if I could consider the work there, because uh, they were thinking of perhaps coming back to Northern Ireland because of the health problems of Niall's home. So we were surprised, um, and, and after that, of course, we started to pray for, for that work, for if the Lord would have us there or not. But as we have been praying for the church, for for where the Lord would have us in um, past months, we believe the Lord would, would have us in the church in Cortinos Nuevos. There's a lot of things that we have seen the confidence of God working. Um, we have seen that even Lyle Boy has been now there for 34 years or so. And just the year that he's going to retire is the year that we were finishing college too. Also, as we went to the, to the church there, how we felt social welcome. We were only there one Sunday morning, but we felt very, very welcome. We felt like at home. The church there is in a, in a small town called Cortijos Nuevos. That's where the church is. And this, this will be in the province of Jaén, that is in the, in the south of Spain, but in the interior. So it's in a mountain range called the Segura mountain range. And the way the church, though it's in this small town, or a town of only 1,000 people, the church, in a way, is the church of the region, because there will be almost all the people of the church come from different towns to, to the church. There's hardly anybody from the actual town. So the church will serve um, that region. This region is actually a very big region, um, but only with 24,000 people of population. And you could imagine the, the size of the region would be the size of the country of Hungary, but a region with only one Evangelical Protestant Church, and that's the church in Cortinas Nuevos. So it's a very, it's a vast region, a big region, but with very, very little witness of the gospel. So when we, when we believe that the Lord was leading us to the work in Cortinas Nuevos, then um, we were advised to get applied to the mission board, and we did that, and thank the Lord we were accepted by the mission board, and then was ratified by the presbytery. So we're very thankful for how the Lord has done all, all these things. Of course, I, I have to finish my, my studies and God willing in June, and I will finish my studies and then graduate in September. But even since that time, the Lord has already given us a given as a burden for the people there, and, and even I'm trying maybe to bring Pastor Ryan regularly to, to know about the people there and, and to know their names, start to know their situations, and, and prepare ourselves in the way we can to what our future ministry will be. We are humble and also very thankful to the Lord. Also very thankful to Mr. Lyon Boyd for everything he's done in this almost 35 years. I'm sure he has gone through a very difficult situation, but he has worked steadfastly for for the Lord there. And we could say that we're in a way that we're we're standing on the on the shoulders of giants in, in a way. And when we think of, of Lyon and his his work. Um, but also very excited 
very excited that, that Norm will have a place for us to work and, and we're looking forward to go globally in October soon and start the work and start um, helping that church and serving in that church. But of course, there's also fears, fears about our family. We know that we, we have a young family. We will be wanting to protect them from all these evils of the virus being evil things that they will find us but also at the same time that they will not be completely isolated, that they will be salt and light in this world as the Lord will save them. But of course, that's our first and our main prayer for our children, that the Lord will save them. We will give them, give them a new heart and that they will know, they will know the Lord. Since the Lord saved me, and of course then, since the Lord called me, the Lord has always given us a burden, even me and my wife, to a burden for the land of Spain. Because both of us have been brought up in, in, in a home where our parents, our, our father was was minister. So we know the great name that Spanish people have. Yeah, there's a lot of them that have been, are still in the Catholic Church. Some of them have been deceived by the Catholic Church and they have turned away from the Catholic Church. And other ones are totally in atheism and, and all those kind of things. So in a way, they're all against the God of the Bible. They're, they're all against... Um, and the word of God. So we know of the great need that Spain has never had a reformation or a revival or an awakening or anything like that. So it's a country that needs, needs the word of God, needs the gospel. And there's a lot of ignorance, a lot of apathy, rejection, and even not only towards religion, but even, even mostly against born-again Christians. So, so it's something that we pray that we will be an example to others. We will see a stable family, a family that love the Lord, and they will they will see the love of Christ even in our even in our family. And uh, the Lord will save us from from pride. The Lord will keep us humble in everything we do. Pride is the greatest enemy that we do have. So the Lord will keep us humble and will, will help us to continue to work and give us um, give us courage, give us a steadfastness to continue to work even in appreciate uh, Alex coming here tonight and we want to encourage him in the Lord uh, with our praying as we seek the Lord in a few moments time and then also in a very practical way in helping God's servant now. The norm is that most missionaries uh, they get round most of the churches uh, before going away but because of lockdown that has not happened and so he's only been about around about 10, 11 of our churches and yet he's going out and needs support. So uh, just remind you of that on your way out. There are uh, collection plates there. And please, please help uh, God's servant with respect to that. And keep all of these matters uh, that he has brought to our attention in your prayers, please. And I also remind you, just Sunday school teachers, Bible class uh, leader, uh, wait after the service, want to speak with you. With regard to the start-up of our Sunday school, that's a matter to pray for tonight. Start-up of our Sunday school, God willing, this Lord's Day in the will of God. And then remember the men's prayer meeting tomorrow night, 8 o'clock uh, to 9. Also remember Sunday services, Sunday school, 11 o'clock. Family worship, 12, 
3.30, the open air, Brother David Laverty will preach there. And then the gospel service, Brother Mr. Matthew Higgins will preach and I'll be preaching at Van Bridge at their harvest service in the will of God. So keep all of these matters in your prayers at this time. We're going to unite in prayer. I want to encourage you to pray and seek the Lord. Please use the time. Uh, pray for God's servant and pray that God will break into Spain and that the land that Jonah intended to go to, if that's where Tarshish was, and we believe that it is, uh, well, may even uh, our servant know God's help and may he experience what uh, Jonah experienced in Nineveh, the turning of a people uh, to God uh, in these days. So let's seek the Lord together in prayer. We'll lead off and then I will call on the Lord. Our loving Father, the Saviour's all-precious name, we seek Thee and we rejoice, dear Father, that Thou art ever providing for the work of God, calling individuals, saving them and burdening them for the work of God. We pray for Thy servant in these days. We pray that all things will run in the will of God and in the purposes of God smoothly. Pray, O oh God, that you'll go before, as you did, even thy servants of old, how thou didst guide and lead Moses and the children with the cloud of fire and the pillar of cloud. Lord, guiding and leading providentially in the way that they should go, leading them by the right way. O oh God, we cry to thee that thou will do that for thy servants, we ask. Pray that thy spirit may be upon him. Grant, dear God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Give, dear God, early tokens of thy goodness and mercy to thy servant. Encourage him in the Lord. May thy good hand be upon him. Thank you for the many years of service that our brother Lyle has given there in Spain. We remember, O oh God, praying for him in our teenage years, dear God, around the family altar. Now he's coming to an end of this chapter of ministry even for him. But we cry, dear God, that you'll bless him as he returns and then open, O oh God, a new door of ministry for him even here in the province. Bless thy servant, we pray, in the farewell, O oh God, in coming weeks. Grant, dear God, the grace required for that. Pray for the book tables and the radio ministry and the pulpit ministry. O oh, gracious Father, may the blessing of God, the anointing of God, attend all of these ministries, we pray. And may there be, dear God, reformation. May there be revival. May there be, O oh God, the workings of God in a nation that has never known it. O oh God, may even that which has happened in recent months with regard to COVID-19, may it be the preparatory work of God. Lord, may there be that disillusionment with respect to Rome and to, oh God, that which they have believed and clung to for many decades and for many generations. May they see, dear Father, the folly of it all. And may there be turning on to Jehovah, the true and the living God. May they cast away their idols as they did there in the book of Acts. May they turn from idols to serve the living and the true God. Lord, thou art able to do that which man cannot do. So come, Lord, and send the Holy Ghost down among us, we pray. Bless the work here, Lord, on thy day. Bless the Sabbath school, O God, as it reconvenes. Lord, may thy hand be upon every Sunday school teacher, we pray. 
Give them, O God, the infilling of thy spirit to serve thee. And bless our children and save every single one of them, we pray. May they leave, O God, this congregation as missionaries of the cross and ministers of the New Testament, we pray. May thy hand be upon each one. Lord, may they find and do the will of God. Lord, bless, we cry to thee. And on, O God, the family worship service. Oh, may our souls be blessed, lifted heavenward. We pray for the gospel open air. Keep thy hand upon thy servant. Give him a word from God, we pray. And Lord, we pray for brother uh, Mr. Higgins as he comes to preach the word on the Sabbath evening. Oh, give him much power. This end, O oh God, of the outreach, striving service uh, as it is in its uh, present form. We pray the Lord, even neighbours will come to Christ. Be saved by your grace. Lord, do it for the glory of thy name, we cry to thee. Lord, keep thy hand upon us in these days. Shelter us under thy protecting wing, we ask. And may we know, dear God, the blessing of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our families and our homes, in this community. May there be a turning on to God where there has been no turning to thee. O God, give us tokens for good. Give us encouragements along the way, we pray. O God, minister, even through the preaching of the word, and meet all at the point of need. Now help us as we call on thy name, and give us a spirit of prayer among us. We offer prayer in the Saviour's precious and worthy name. Amen.